After an emotional departure from her home, Octavia faces a monstrous blockade between her and her destiny. Will her celestial wings carry her and Carhoon to freedom? Or will the plan crash and burn? And how weirded out must Carhoon be right now? Welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. I am Gwyneth, your resident ASMR, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident dungeon master. As this is our third week releasing episodes, we wanted to thank you all so much for the support and encouragement we've received over the course of our launch. We could really never have done something like this without all of you listeners, and so thank you all from the bottom of our hearts. We also wanted to let y'all know that in honor of our launch, we have partnered with Norse Foundry, the amazing dice company that specializes in making metal and gemstone dice for a giveaway. Yeah, so this was a huge get for us because Mm -hmm. uh, we have both been using Norse Foundry dice for uh, at least a year or two uh, or or more. I think I got you your set of dice in 2015, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I've been using Norse Foundry dice for a long time. Uh, and I, yes, Gwyneth got me a set of the Gnomish Copper mm-hmm. uh, a couple years back, and they have been great. They've been my primary dice set ever since. I love them. They just, mm, they feel, plastic dice are great, but there's something about the, just the tactile feel of the metal guys that you just can't get anywhere else. Yeah, so I, I love mine so much. I got uh, Gwyneth's set, a, a nice, pretty gold set that you mm-hmm. may have seen pictures of on yeah. <laughs> uh, Instagram if you follow us there. Uh, so we both love this company. We were so super shiny. happy when they got in touch with us. And we're really happy that we can share the love with you guys. So what we are specifically giving away is a full seven-piece RPG dice set of their Poisoned Daggers dice. And you can see pictures of these on our Twitter. They're nice. They're sort of a glossy black metal with green numbers. They look super dope. Uh, and if we weren't giving them away, I would be happy to use them myself. <laughs> I know. When we got them, I was a little bit like, man, do we really have to give these away? <laughs> <laughs> Head on over to our Twitter. Our handle is at Andadai Podcast for more information on how to enter and win these amazing dice. And finally, if you like what you hear in the next hour or so, please rate and review us on iTunes and share us with your friends so that we can reach more listeners with our story. So one of the podcasts who uh, reached out to us early on and gave us some words of encouragement was a, a podcast called Wheel or Woe. They are a Pathfinder second edition playtest podcast. And so we thought it would be, since since they were so kind to us during our early days before we had any content released, uh, we wanted to let you guys all know that these are, are cool people with a cool show. So we're going to air a promo for them real quick. So yeah, enjoy the promo too. Wheel or woe? Come on down to the Nine Hells, ran by your favorite blood-boiling demon sorcerer, Sabuk Shimuko, where we've got deals on your favorite cocktails, the Sabuk Sangre, Eshes Ashes, and everybody's one and only favorite, the Anisetative. So it's a rash that won't go away? Yeah, yeah, no, I think I have something for that. One second here. Hey, I'm Aniset, and welcome to From Ash to Cash, where we carry elixirs, potions, and all your alchemical needs. What are you looking for today? 
Hey, I'm Mona. Thanks for stopping by. I uh, gotta get back to training the girls. We're working on unarmed strikes today. But uh, come back later this week for the grand opening of the Nine Bells Brothel Dojo. May Lister bless your seed. Follow their adventures through Malak, the city of sales, on this Pathfinder playtest podcast that we call Wheel or Woe. Two fresh new verses dropping every Thursday afternoon. And before we get into the adventure, our sounds and music are provided by Sirenscape. So if you want to add that extra dimension to your gaming table, check out Sirenscape, S-Y-R-I-N-Scape.com. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. We also have a special co-host today. His name is Frying Pan, and he has taken up residence on my notes. So I hope it's okay that all of my spell notes. Well, guys, the episode is canceled. Yep. (laughs) The episode is canceled. (laughs) Frying pan has declared it so and thus it shall be. We cannot disturb (laughs) the cats. They they reign supreme. Oh my gosh, seriously though. (laughs) So uh, tune in next week for us to actually do something. Bye! Thanks for listening! Oh, he left. Okay, we're good. (laughs) I think my laughing disturbed him enough that he was like, oh, this is not a good napping spot. She's going to be loud. (laughs) Oh, he's coming towards you. Oh, oh. He's loafing loafing by your door, BT Dubs. I already have one cat in this room. Well, we are are all cat cat rich. She's not on my my lap, but she's on the bed. She's good enough. Oh, she is a good one. Sleeping. Oh. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> we love our cats, if you guys haven't caught that yet. Love our cats. <laughs> so, are you ready to get back to it? I am ready to get back to it, my love. All right, where we last left off, you had been uh, introduced to Karhu Nusirius, who told you that he was to find you and escort you to the Chapel of Scales in Montignon, and you had uh, said a series of goodbyes to your family and begun to depart uh, with him from the city. So you are currently, you are heading south, skirting along the lake, Lake Mm -hmm. Ansel, toward a blockade of monsters, a monstrous encampment that surrounds your entire city, preventing or trying to prevent anyone from coming and or going. Uh, you, a druid, wild-shaped into a horse, and Carhoon hopped on your back, and you guys trotted out, trotted out to the camp, and then you broke into a full-on run and attempted to jump over the encampment, sprouting celestial wings mm-hmm. from from your back, basically becoming a pseudo-pegasus. Oh, yeah! Carhoon. Yeah, basically. Pseudo-Pegasus uh, with Carhoon on your back. Now, the encampment is acutely aware of you. You are not making any attempt to hide yourself. And yep. even in the dark, uh, these monsters manage to uh, see you. And, well, I mean, it's hard to miss a giant elf on top of a giant horse. That's true. I'm not a giant horse. Them. I'm just a riding horse. Well, you're just a regular horse. But still, horses are pretty big. Horses are very big. So yeah, you have leapt into the air, sprouted wings from your back, and you are beginning to ascend upward. Yes. Now, I guess I will, I will rule for the sake of it that 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think it, it will make much of a balance difference if Carhoon can ride you and your wings are strong enough to to carry him. Yeah, that's that's right. true. I mean, we haven't... I'm going to say that'll only like work proportionally with maybe the form that you were in. Like a horse, if he can ride a horse, then horse wings will work. But if you were just a person and you sprouted wings, I don't think you'd be able to carry yeah. him. I feel like that's fair. That makes sense. Yeah. Because right. if the wings can carry... Yeah. If the wings are proportionate to the form in which I am, then yeah. being a horse can carry a person. Yeah, that seems... That does make sense. That seems logical to me. Uh, let's go with it. Rule of fun! All right. So you have launched yourself into the air at this barricade, these uh, yes. camps of, of monsters spread out in an arc around your city. You hear the gruff shouts in uh, Orcish and Goblin and uh, Draconic from, from below you as, as the alarm is raised and you can see figures mobilizing to try to take you down um so i think what we're gonna do is we're just gonna roll initiative and see how things play out hot dang right okay that seems fair to me seems fair to me as well it's exciting and scary Uh, i think i'm just gonna roll one initiative for the camp because it's comprised of so many things okay um, so you roll initiative for yourself and for Carhoon, Osirius. I am looking um, at Carhoon's sheet, and I'm not seeing an initiative Uh bonus It's dexterity. Okay. Just add his dexterity. Oh, right. Sorry, I'm dumb. <laughs> no, you're good. I've never played this game before. Apparently, <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> All right. Um, my uh, Octavia's initiative is 12. 12. And Carhoon's initiative is 17. All right. The camp's initiative. Oh, pretty pretty bad. Yay. They're going to go last. Oh, good. This will be round one. You've just sprung your wings. And yeah, what do you do? We're going to say the camp is about 300 feet in total. Right. Um, Octavia really can't do a whole lot as a horse. Um, so she is going to dash mm-hmm. with my flight speed being 30 feet. She's going to... Can you dash with a fly speed? Yes. Okay, so she's going to dash 60 feet as okay. a... um. Oh, actually, you know what she's going to do? She has her... um... Okay, we already ruled that she's kind of launched herself into the air, right? Why? Tell me what you want to do. Well, um, a horse... uh, A riding horse can go really fast. So a riding riding horse's base speed is 60, whereas Mm -hmm. uh, Octavia's flight speed... Base flight speed is 30... Um, yes. And Octavia would be able to take her running. She would be able to take her walking speed as well as her flight speed mm-hmm. in one round. Um, okay. So. What does it cost to pull, pull your wings? Is that an action? Yes. Okay. Okay. You know what? Let's just say that she's about 100 feet away from the barricade. 
having run up until that point and so as an action she's she had already unleashed you know unleashed her wings so she's going to just dash 60 feet um past the barricade or she's gonna go i mean she's not actually gonna even have hit the barricade before um but she would have sprouted her sprouted her wings before we before we rolled initiative so um she's going to you know dash 60 feet so you're just running on the ground right now no i am in the air because it seemed as though like we we rolled initiative right after she sprouted her wings right yes so yes. I'm acting. So you're going at about a 45 degree angle upward, correct, 60 feet. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So I'm operating under the assumption that she's already had summoned her wings, right? Yes. Okay. So then, yes. as a full has her full round action, she's dashing, going 60 feet in the air over the encampment. All right, Car. Technically, Carhoon would have gone first, but uh, that is fine because he doesn't really have anything he would have done. Yeah. So he doesn't have a move action because he is. So he is. <laughs> he's holding on, and he says, "I hope you know what you're doing." As you launch into the air, and I'm going to go. It will be the camp's turn first. So well, I would like you to roll. Can't he or, use his bow? Sure. Well, I. I I'm sorry, but um. What is that an action to draw something or is it a free action? No. It's part of your move action, right? To draw a bow. We'll call it a free action to draw stuff. So he's going to draw his long bow and uh, knock an arrow, but he's not going to shoot really at anything quite yet. Okay. So he is he is ready to roll. Correct. Alright, you have can I, dashed into the air. Can I ready an action if drawing is just a free action? What action would you like to ready? That if someone, you know, hurls something or shoots something at us, he will fire back? Ah, sure. Okay. All right. So he's ready in action. You have moved. And uh, so I want you to roll a... uh, I want you to roll a d20 for me. Okay. Do I add anything to this or just... Nope. Just roll a straight up d20 and let me know what it is. A 13. Auspicious. 13. All right, now roll a 1d4 for me. Uh-oh. One. One. Okay, that's actually good for you. So, uh, as you launch <laughs> into the air, four, uh, you see four goblins have been the quickest on the uptake, okay. and they are the ones who are ready, and they rush out uh, with their little bows, <laughs> and they are the ones who are going to be attacking you first. Okay. Do they have long? Do they have longbows or short bows? They have short bows because they're little guys. What's the range on short bows? Um, the range on a short bow is eighty feet. I don't think. And three hundred and twenty feet is where they will have uh, disadvantage. Okay, so they would have disadvantage. No, you've only moved sixty feet, and you're like right over them. I started flying hundred fifty feet away from the encampment. And then I move 50 feet. So, or sorry, then I move 60 feet. So I am currently 90 feet away flat-wise, but I'm also 45 degrees up in the air. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm they would have disadvantage. The arm, yeah, so. <laughs> I can't do that All in right. my hand. But Well, two shots are going to come at you, and two shots are going to come at Carhoon. So okay. I'll do the two for you first. 
I'll give them disadvantage with their short bows. So the first one against you is a uh, nat natty one. Yes! Natural one. Yes! The second one against you is a 10 to hit. Oh, that just hits my stupid horse. All right, because you're a horse. I'm a horse. Oh, I was so dumb not to cast bark skin on myself. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, um, dear. Okay, so one of the arrows sinks into your thigh, and you take... Oh, I rolled good damage. How many hit points does a horse have? I'm not telling you how much damage do I take. <laughs> uh, you took eight points of piercing damage. Okay. And then the attack against Carhoon, one of them rolls a... 14. That does not hit. And the other rolls a 8. So oh, two misses against Carhoon. That also misses. Uh, so Carhoon, as the arrow sinks into your thigh, he he dodges two arrows and then sort of pats you on the thigh and he says, oh, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it comes back to the top of the round. Okay. It is Carhoon's turn. Okay. Uh, he readied an action, though, I guess, yes. so you can you can take that. Yes. So, ha- sorry, how many goblins did you say um, sh- shot? Four of them Four are of mobilized them. currently. Okay, so he, um, with his longbow, is going to... He has a range of 150 feet with his longbow, so he is not going to roll with disadvantage. And he is just going to aim at one of those four. Let's say... Okay. Let's say... Goblin number one, for ease of record keeping. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, my, he rolled a crit fail. He rolled a crit fail. Um, Well, that's no fun. But that was just his readied action. Yep. So now with it actually being his full turn, he can shoot again, right? Yes, Yes. so we come back to the top of the initiative order. It is Carhoon's turn. Uh, He just let loose an arrow. What does he do now? He is going to do the same thing. He rolled a 21 to hit this time. Uh, you know, that doesn't hit the goblet, actually. <laughs> Just, yeah. Okay, definitely I, was, I was about to be like, ah! <laughs> no, this goblin's wearing full plate. Okay. Oh my God. And a shield. And a shield, right. He's a paladin and goblin. A he's a, a goblin. Oh my um, gosh, stop it. You're too much. Go ahead. <laughs> so he rolls six piercing damage. Six against Goblin One. He catches him right in the chest, and that Goblin looks pretty bad. Okay. It is your turn. I'm so you just, have launched. Poof, yes, I am just going to dash an additional six D feet. Six D feet. Correct. All right, so you are going up, up, up into the air. Yes. Um, I'm assuming you're continuing to climb. So sixty feet, forty. We'll say you're about. Um. I mean. I'm not gonna go be going to go be going like line? straight up. No, but I mean you're like 45 degrees up. Yeah, yeah. General, you're still climbing. Yes. So I'm gonna say uh, again. I'm not gonna do the math, but uh, maybe I should just do the freaking math. We need to get some sort of like a program to do this for that for us, because I'm gonna be flying a lot. I have a math minor. I think I can do Pythagoras' theorem. Oh, sorry. Uh, my English minor is not going to help us in this situation. <laughs> I could talk my way out of it, but that's about all I could do. All right, yeah, so it comes to about if you're flying 60 feet at a 45-degree angle up, you're going to move about 40 de- uh, forty feet 
closer both to them? forward and up. Okay. Uh, so you are about 80 feet off the ground right now, so you are just within range yeah. of short bows. Fine. Short bows. Huzzah! Fine. Right. Um, so you do that. Okay. It is Galby Lynn's turn, but I need you to roll another d20. I rolled another one! All right. Roll me another d4. Oh, shoot. I rolled a one again! Okay, uh, as these goblins ready another uh, arrow in their bow, knock it. Uh, you see from a neighboring camp, a hobgoblin runs up oh, to join the free. Oh, hot dang. All right, so you've got four hobgo- four goblins. One. Hobgoblin. Herbgerblin. Okay. Herbgerblin. Don't hop with that gerblin. Who has a long bow. Oh. All right, so we're going to have... Again, I'm going to do two shots at you. Okay. Two shots at Carhoon. Well, shouldn't it be two. five shots total? Well, I'm, go- I'm doing the goblins first. Oh, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Goblins, do two shots at you. Um, One is a 12. Ah, oh, that hits. Oh, crap. The other is a 16. Oh, okay. Oh, dear. <laughs> you okay. might not be a horse for too much longer. I don't think I'm going to be a horse. I did not think... Uh, Octavia did not think as well as she should have prior to becoming a horse. Well, we will, we will see we what happens. We will work from there. All right. The goblins do. Between the two arrows, that is 12 points of piercing oh, damage. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? Okay. Yep. Mm. Are you still a horse? No, I am not. I am not indeed a <laughs> horse anymore. Okay, this will be interesting. Yeah, but I um, am still flying. I still have my wings. Yes, okay, so we will resolve that in just a second because I need to take two shots at Carhoon. Okay. So these two shots are a 10 and a 20 non-natural. Uh, the 10 does not hit, but the 20 also doesn't hit because he's a paladin and his AC is 35. No, I'm just joking. Sorry, that hits. <laughs> 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 you, you, you don't have to say I'm just joking. I literally made his stats. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the listeners don't know that. <laughs> I, well, anyway, he takes five points of piercing damage. Aww. And then the hobgoblin <laughs> steps up. And he, he pulls out his longbow and he is going to take a shot at, you know, I don't know which one. So I'm going to roll a d4. One to two is you. Three to four is Carhoon. Okay. He rolls a three, so he's going to take a shot at Carhoon. Okay. He rolls a... That's going to be a miss. A natural six. Yeah! Uh, so another arrow phew, whizzes by. Okay. Now. Two arrows sink into your horse leg. Yeah. <laughs> you feel the magic fading from your body as you transform back into an Asimar. Wings still sprouting yes. from your back. Yes. Uh, have Carhoon roll a dexterity saving throw. He rolls a 15. As you transform back into a humanoid, he is sort of shifted from your back and begins falling, but he manages to grasp on. He sort of like, he, he manages to wrap his arms around your waist before he plummets 80 feet down, which would be not, <laughs> not, not good, good for Carhoon. <laughs> Okay. Um, so he is hanging on to your waist. Okay. And on your turn, we will have you begin to roll strength checks to keep afloat. Okay. All right. It is Carhoon's turn right now. He is holding on to you, so he can't really use his bow. 
He is going to hold until after my turn. So will he moves in initiative order until after you. Yep. All right, your turn. What are you doing? Um, it is my turn. I'm going to cast bark skin on myself. Okay. Uh, which uh, your skin becomes hard and barky. Yep. And that <laughs> means that my AC goes up, and it can no longer be lower than 16. And okay. then, as a bonus action, I am going to turn into a lion, kind of underneath Carhoon. <laughs> okay. So. That's just a fun image. So this horse <laughs> leaps up, sprouts yep. wings, begins to fly. Foo, foo, foo. Suddenly, three arrows. Thwack, thwack, thwack. The horse disintegrates into a person. The person riding the horse grabs onto their waist, and then a few seconds later, I'm, oh, sorry. the person turns back into a lion. It's actually, I'm going to turn into a bear instead of a lion. <laughs> sorry. Okay. S- still you. a cool image, though. Still a cool image. You turn into a bear. So a bear with celestial wings and uh, Carhoon, uh, we'll say he's sort of lying along your back with his arms still sort of wrapped around your bear rib cage. I would want to transform in such a way that kind of like under him so that he's at least, I mean, brown bears are Yeah, no, he, he's on top of okay. you. Okay, so he's not going to like fall. He's not in danger of falling immediately. Okay. And then as my move action, I am going to continue flying 30 feet. Okay. So are you continuing to trend upward? Um, now that I'm, I'm going to trend five feet upward. So I'm just outside the range of the Gerblin's short bows. And then I'm going to take the majority of my speed horizontally to get further away horizontally. Okay. So you move another five feet up. Yep. And then 25 feet forward. So you're 85 feet in the air. Yeah. You can move 40, 40, and 25. So you are 105 feet. So you have another about 200 feet to go before you get to the end of this barricade. Okay. Haha. This is fun. <laughs> it is Carhoon's turn, right? It is Carhoon's turn, yes. He is grasped onto you. Okay. So... As a move action, can he, like, sit yeah, up? Yeah, counter does a move action to get resituated and sit on your back. Okay, and then he is going to use his longbow to shoot at that herb goblin. Which one? The hobgoblin? Hob- hobby-gobblin. So that is a 19 to hit? That just hits. Oh, wait, just hits? Yeah. Oh, hot. Dang, okay. Hobgoblins are cool. That is six points of piercing damage. Flack, you give him a good hit. It's still standing, uh, and it looks angry. So it comes to... I was just going to ask you to describe this beautiful flying bear that is now in the sky. <laughs> uh, well, I'd say you can describe it. What do you look like? So Octavia is the brownest of brown bears with... <laughs> Celestial 3D wings sprouting from this brown bear's back. And they're, you know, they uh, they are incorporeal, and so they kind of shimmer. And if you blink too carefully, you know, you might you might not see them. And then there is a giant elf with a longbow 
on this flying bear's back over an encampment of monsters. And if anyone has like a hard metal band who wants to like use this image on one of y'all's covers for your album, just get in contact with us and we'd probably be fine with that because it is awesome. It is pretty cool. (laughs) All right, so you are majestically soaring into the sky. And I'm gonna roar. You roar. Yeah, like one of those terrifying bear roars. Like, bear roaring is really scary. Bears are terrifying Bears are so scary. (laughs) A roar rends the night air. Mm -hmm. And so the four goblins on the ground are all going to make... I'm going to say that you're up high enough that they only really have a shot on you because you're basically directly above them. Well, Uh, I am also out of their first increment, so... Yeah, so they're all gonna have disadvantage, yeah. but you're gonna get a bunch of a bunch of shots okay. at you. So shot number one. I rolled a natural seventeen and a natural eighteen. Are you serious? So uh, that's gonna be one hit. That does hit. You only take four points of piercing damage. Okay. Goblin number two. I rolled a natural three and a natural one. Yay! So they fail. Goblin number three. Rolls a natural six and a natural one. Yes! Goodness. And then goblin number four rolls a... Uh, that is going to be a nine to hit, which is a miss. Also misses. Phew, 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 phew. And then Hobgoblin stands in the front. He Ooh. moves up in front of this group of goblins who are flinging arrows aimlessly toward you pulls back his long bow and is going to take one shot against this flying bear. Yikesy, bikesy. That is a 13 to hit. That will also miss. An arrow launches past you into the night sky. <laughs> uh, it becomes a it star. Is, it becomes a star. It is your turn. I am just going to dash as my full action and move 60 feet vertically. Or horizontally, sorry. <laughs> horizontally. Yeah. All right. You're 165 feet okay. out of 300. Okay. Carhoon. He is going to uh, knock another arrow on his longbow and aim at that hobgoblin. Okay. Oh, my Roll gosh. It. That is a total of eight to hit. That is going to be a miss. The arrow sinks into the ground a few feet away from the hobgoblin who laughs at you. That is all that he can do from the back of this bear. It is the camp's turn, and I need you to roll another d20 for me. (laughs) Okay. That's a 10. A 10? Yes. All right, roll me a 1d4. Two... As the goblins and the hobgoblin are all taking these shots, uh, finally someone else has sort of managed to get their act together and uh, attack this intruder. And you see two lizard-like creatures uh, join this group and enter the fray. Do they have dark vision? Because I am 85 feet in the dark night sky. That is an interesting question. Um, So the, the goblins and the hobgoblins do. Granted, it's to 60 feet. Mm-hmm. So probably the hobgoblin the... should have had disadvantage on his attack. 
Well, or I should have stuff. had some concealment, but he did also miss anyway, so. He missed anyway. Um, so yeah, these lizards actually uh, do not. <laughs> uh, that doesn't mean they're gonna stop though. I know, but just as, so, as a consideration. Sure, so there, there are still four goblins, okay. one hobgoblin and two lizard folk okay. who are all gonna take some take some shots at you. So do the lizard folks see me? Oh, they, they, they know you're there and they can see generally a shape because, as I mentioned, the sky is clear and there is starlight and moonlight, uh, but they can't get a... They, it's it's a bit difficult for okay. them, so they will have, you know, disadvantage as well. Okay. Um, but first, El Goblins. So there are four goblins, four more disadvantaged shots okay. in your direction. Shot one. Natty 16 and natural 19. So that's going to be oh hit, I do believe. Oh my gosh, yes. You take another four points of piercing oh damage. Oh my gosh, okay. Goblin 2. Uh, that is a 12. Or sorry, that's a crit fail. Again, hey! wow, that is, that is the third natural one I've rolled. Do you need some more dice, my love? I have a um, bunch of d20s I'm switch, over here. I'm, I'm going to choose some different dice to roll right now. <laughs> okay. I mean, not that I <laughs> not that I want you to hit me, but it is not fun to always <laughs> roll ones. <laughs> well, goblin number three. Let's see if his luck improves. Oh my gosh, a natural three and a natural one. Oh, bun, I'm so sorry. All right, new dice. Oh my gosh. I mean, Octavia is not sorry, but I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's try speckly red red guy. The Goblin ones? number four. Uh, I rolled a natural 20 and a natural five. Oh, I'm so sorry. Which is going to be not. another miss. All right, so all the goblins miss. The hobgoblin, who does have dark vision, it is dark out. We'll give him, but they know you're there and it is the starry, starry right. night, so they can see your silhouette, so I will give them disadvantage as well. Or you can give me just a cover if you want, or whatever you think is fair. Yeah, well, I rolled a 14 total, so I think that's going to miss that as well. still misses. And then the lizard folk. And they don't even have dark vision, right? They don't have dark vision, so... They should um, almost get, like, I know triple yeah, disadvantage just... isn't a thing, but, like... Triple disadvantage is not a thing, but uh, they fling some some javelins your way uh, that just uh, arc under you and, and do not come close. Mm -hmm. So we come back to the top of the round, you. I dash an additional 60 feet horizontally. You are 225 feet. Yes. One more turn and you will be just about at the edge of the camp. <sighs> Baby. Carhoon. What does Carhoon do? He is going to use his longbow again at this hobgoblin. Okay. Oh my gosh, he rolled a one. Yeah! Uh, so he fumbles. Sorry, that's good for me. And just drops to the arrow. Critical thing. Yeah, basically. He kind of he scratches himself as he's like trying. He shoots you in the head, <gasps> you die. 
<laughs> he cougars me. Uh, you know, he's he's pu- he's pulling pulling an arrow out of his quiver, and he's on the back of a bear that does not have a saddle on, and so you know he's kind of jostling around and mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. totally totally drops the arrow, probably nicks totally himself, yeah, and like nicks himself on the thigh or something. Doesn't doesn't catch an ar- artery, but like, yeah, he probably takes one point of damage, honestly. All right. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Just to be fair. Yeah. He's on the back of a bear. <laughs> His training did not prepare him for this. All right. I'm going to roll a couple shots at you. Yay. They're unlikely to miss. Roar! That's a miss. I'm a bear. I rolled two natty 17s on my disadvantage, so that's going to be one hit, I believe. Oh, yes. Two, two 17s? Yep, two natural 17s. Okay, on two different people. So modded, they're going to be about 21. Okay, yeah. So uh, you take three points of piercing dare damage. Okay. Uh, that's a miss. That's a miss. The hobgoblin. That's a miss. The lizard folk. Miss. And miss. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Oh no, that's okay. I mean, the the dark, the darkness and the the range is is all doing good things. So, uh, you're flying over this camp. Mm-hmm. Arrows and javelins are just soaring into the night sky around you. But you manage to, uh, between the darkness and and your expert maneuvering, you manage to sidestep. All of them, except for a, a few. Every now and then you get nicked just because of the sheer number mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. Uh, projectiles coming at you. We come back to you in the initiative order. And I'm going to... I think I might know what you're going to do. What What could that be? You wild shape back into an Asimar and plummet towards <laughs> the earth, right? Absolutely. Uh, no, I can't. Cannon, you do. You fall. You take 8d6 of bludgeoning damage as you fall. 86? Oh, I die. Good thing I had another character rolled up. Uh, no. Uh, Octavia continues in bear form and continues uh, with her wings to dash 60 more feet. All right, you are 285 feet. So you are right at the other side of this camp. Mm -hmm. And I guess at this point... So I haven't really been tracking the movement of these monsters, uh, but I guess I should have been. But none of them have really hit anyway, so I'm just going to sort of count them as the conglomerate of creatures that are aware throughout the camp that are are firing things at you. So it is Carhoon's turn as he's... uh, aware of of things going on and you guys are almost at the edge and he says just a little bit more just a little bit more um he what does he do he's so can he kind of just he probably can't see that hop goblin anymore huh um does he have dark vision i don't remember i I guess it's only 60 feet so yeah he's he's gonna have uh difficulty seeing anybody too yeah well i mean he's an elf so i'm pretty sure he has dark vision Mm-hmm. It's True. not on the sheet, but yep. from my nope. understanding, I think he does. Cool. So if he can still see that herb gerblin, he is going to just knock another arrow right at right at okay. it. Well, he would have sixty feet too, so this would be a disadvantage. Oh, if this is disadvantage, well, that's yeah. probably going to be okay because he rolled a natural nine and a natural eight. 
So I don't think any of those are going to hit. Yeah, it's going to be a miss. Yeah, so he just kind of continues to be useless. You know? Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, this, this, is, this is a difficult thing that... that yeah. Uh, and I mean, the whole point of this right is now. flight as opposed to fight. <laughs> flight, because I'm literally flying. All right, what I need you to do is roll a d4. Okay. <laughs> do good for me, baby. A three. A three. All right. As you are flying, flap, 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 flap. Mm-hmm. You begin to hear another flap, flap, flap oh in the distance gosh. as three winged kobolds come soaring from the camp up at you. Little, about four foot tall dragon men with wings sprouting out of their backs. I know they're bad guys, but kobolds are so cute. So you see them on your tail. It doesn't look like they have any uh, ranged weapons as it stands, but they are, uh, they launch themselves 60 feet toward you. Okay. So, they're coming up on you. They're about they, they're they about 40 feet away from you. Okay. 40 um, feet away. And they have little daggers in their hands looking like they're gonna come up and try to stab you to death. <laughs> and at this point, I'm just gonna say, yeah, the, the rest of them are trying to run along on the ground and fire arrows and javelins, but they're all sort of just scattering into the darkness as they're beginning to lose sight mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. So, your turn. Three winged kobolds on your tail. Carhoon on your back. You are uh, just about at the edge of this camp. What do you do? I am just gonna keep flap, flap, flapping and dash an additional mm-hmm. 60 feet. Just straight forward? Yep. Alright. You clear the edge of their their campsite. Awesome. So you are at 345. So you get about 45 feet past sort of the edge, the back edge of this camp. Uh, towards the south. Okay. And uh, more uh, uh, bolts and projectiles and arrows fling their way past you. You can sort of see them uh, cresting in the night sky beyond you, but they don't really come close to posing much of a threat. But you are acutely aware of these winged Mm -hmm. kobolds flying behind you. It is Carhoon's turn. What does he do? They're about 40... Well, you moved 60, so they're about... Yeah, 100, 100 feet, feet Well, he still has his longbow, and so he okay. is going to aim at the closest kobold, um, but with it being dark, duh, even though he has dark vision, do you still want disadvantage because they're outside of that 60 feet? Yeah, I'm going to rule it that way. If this isn't how the rules are supposed to be, don't tell me about it because I'll find out later. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, go for it. Oh, well, neither of those were good. He rolled a natural two and a natural six, so... What's the natural six adjusted? Well, the natural six was higher, so he would have taken the oh, natural Oh, right, right, two. right. Disadvantage. Duh. So he would yeah. have rolled a total of six. Phew. All right. Goes whizzing past. Doesn't meet any purchase in these kobolds. As they move 60 feet toward you. Okay. And at this point... It's going to be a bit of a war of attrition because you can move 60 feet and they can also move 60 feet. So they're constantly going to be at a 40 feet behind yeah. you at 
minimum, but they don't have any ranged attacks. So, instead of just running another like six rounds of combat <laughs> where nothing happens, uh, are you going to continue flying straight? Are you going to sort of decline down to the ground? What are you? What are you going to do? Well, um, I know that I have a minute to fly. And so Octavia would know kind of the length of time that she would have. And so she's going to keep on flying uh, horizontally for as long as she can to get as far away from the encampment as possible before she starts to, uh, you know, get closer to the ground. Okay, I was not counting the number of rounds, which I know I should have been. (laughs) I should have started (laughs) counting the rounds, but she has ten rounds. (sighs) You've got ten rounds. That was probably like five or so. It was about so. maybe five or six. You can six. move sixty every turn. Yeah, I'm just gonna say five. Again, if somebody wants to listen and count and email me, and be like, "There's actually seven. I don't care. Well, we'd be uh, like, so we'll say "Someone's get... listening to it and actually taking an interest yeah! to get in contact with us." So yay! <laughs> yeah. So you. <laughs> yeah, we'll say you get about three hundred feet past the the barricade. Okay. And Toto. Uh, and you begin to decline back towards the ground. Now, these kobolds, they don't give up. They continue flying at you. Okay. Right? Uh, so they, as you land, boom, 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 uh, they, they follow you down. Are you just going to keep running or are you going to engage with them? I have to say that I'm inclined to... You are still a bear. Carhoon is still on your back. And they are just kobolds. They are just kobolds. Hmm. Yeah, maybe let them come and I can slash a couple kobolds to death as a bear. Alright, so you're going to stand your ground and fight? Yeah, because I don't really want them knowing exactly where I'm going. Alright. Yeah, we we stand our ground and um, Karahun will probably, you know, dismount and you know, gain a bit more sure footing than being on the back of a bear, potentially? Sure, so you land as your wings blink mm-hmm. out of existence, having served their purpose and met their time limit. Carhoon dismounts and draws his battle axe. Well, I, I guess you can decide if he wants to keep his bow out or draw his battle axe or not. Um, so he dismounts and stands ready next to you as you turn three of these kobolds with wings from their backs rush up to you after a few seconds. And we're just gonna treat this as a new round of combat. We'll Sounds say they're good. about third. We'll say yeah. We'll say they're about within movement, about thirty feet away okay. as they are approaching. Your turn, Carhoon's turn, then their turn. What you do? All right. The bear is. <laughs> this is so crazy. I'm a bear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> me, Octavia, as a bear, is going to... Just druid things. I know, right? Um, is going to run up and is going to do a multi-attack. Because I mm-hmm. think that I still can do a multi-attack. Um, okay. And is going to bite the first kobold. Okay. That is a... Oh my gosh, that is only a seven to hit. A seven to hit is going to be a miss. Okay. And then 
as a follow-up, Octavia is going to reach out with her giant bear claws and slash at this same kobold. Oh, that's a bit better. That is going to be a 21 to hit. That is definitely a hit. All righty. Let's do a little bit of this damage. That is eight slashing damage. Uh, your paw reaches out and just uh, slashes across this thing, and you feel your mighty paw just crush the ribcage of this kobold yes. and it falls to the ground dead. Uh, so you ran up to him, right? Or, I guess, yeah. Since they were, were they were like 30 feet behind us. Yeah. Yep. All right, so you rush up, you smack one kobold dead immediately. Carhoon, what does he do? He He's about 30 feet away still. He is he is going to draw his great axe as you had great so axe. aptly said and he is also going to Oh, well, I mean technically it's a great axe. He is also going to run up to the two remaining kobolds and swing at we can say kobold number 2. <laughs> okay. Take that swing. That is a 18 to hit. That is a hit. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> Let's see if this poor kobold makes it. Yeah, probably not. Uh, that is 11 slashing damage. Yep, he cleaves the kobold <laughs> oh. in twain. Two kobolds dead uh. in less than one round. Gotta love kobolds. <laughs> oh, I do um, like kobolds. The last one who is, who is standing there, he just saw his two buddies get cut down with like no effort expended it is going to run up to you octavia Uh and take a stab with his dagger he's gonna go run up to the brown bear and stab at it yep he stabs at the brown bear he rolls a 10 to hit which is gonna be a miss that's gonna be a miss unfortunately and then um it's gonna try It's luck, and it's going to try to fly away. So you can take an attack of opportunity as it tries to run and escape. I will definitely be doing that. Killed, and knowing it is no match for a lot of you. Oh, I rolled a natural 18. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to do it. Um, And so I'm going to have slashed out of it. Out at it with my claws. So let me roll that damage real quick. Like that is eleven slashing damage. Yeah, it launches into the air. Its wings flap once, and then you just bam, smack it to the ground, uh, and he dies. I, I thought it was a salmon. Sushi. <laughs> 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 Oh, man. Yeah, it plummets to the ground and just its body lies limp before you. So you and Carhoon stand there, (sighs) panting. You can hear activity coming from the camp that's really not that far away. It's only about 300 feet away. What are you doing? Um, I'm going to, as a bear, kind of like gesture to Carhoon to like get back on my back. Okay. Um, And then I am going to dash away. 
Okay, Carhoon uh, runs up to you and just like hops onto your back and grabs onto the fur around your uh, on the back of your neck. And my blubber. And to... I always imagine bears <laughs> having like bear lots blubber. of blubber that you can just kind of like sink your hands into. <laughs> <laughs> As you begin rushing mm-hmm. south, sort of along, you've got the the banks of the lake, Lake Ansel, on your right, and the plains leading towards Absalon's tail. To your left mm-hmm. as you begin to head further and further south. Uh, so we'll exit initiative order. Okay. As you are running in the in the distance behind you, you begin to hear yips and howls like that of hyenas. Oh my gosh. And Carhoon looks back and then he, he looks to you and he says, ah, It is as I feared. The gnolls are released. Oh my god. They possess a ravenous hunger. They will hunt us until they kill us or we kill them. I hope you can run quickly, Octavia. We will need all the speed we can get. Um, and you begin to hear these, you know, yips and, you know, I don't, I cannot, I cannot mimic a hyena <laughs> laughing. Uh, but you can hear these, uh, I mean, you can imagine how terrifying yeah. that sounds in the background, sort of echoing through these grasslands as you begin trundling as quickly as your little bear legs can take you. I actually can go uh, really south. fast as a bear. I was going to say, you're, you're probably pretty My, quick. Bears are fast. I'm dashing, so yeah, I, Bears are terrifying. Yeah. They're giant and they're fast. Yeah. So, I mean, my base speed as a bear is much faster than my humanoid base speed. Mm-hmm. How long do your wild shapes last? An hour. An hour. All right. So you've it, you've only been a bear for less than a, about yeah. a minute, maybe. Uh, so do you continue moving southwardly along uh, the the lake? Yes. But then whenever it gets kind of, like, safe enough that I can begin kind of bearing, you know kind of curving around to be able to bear mm-hmm. northward, that's what we do. I just should have clarified which side of the lake did we actually go down on? I'm picturing that you went on the easterly side of the lake. So the lake is Towards on your mountains. right, and then the mountains are on your left. Yeah, so you're between the lake and the mountains okay. right now. Okay. That's how I'm picturing. If you would like it to not be that way, that's I fine. pictured. I literally pictured on the other side of the lake, but that was my own miscommunication without being like, we are on the uh, the western side of the lake. It does um, not make much difference to me. So you can, if if that is how you would like it, that is how you would like it. I'd like to, if if possible, I'd like to say that we went on the western side of the sure. lake. Um, okay, so, so, yeah, so instead of uh, the mountains being on your left, you have Lake Ansel on your left and mm-hmm. then sort of just the plains to your right. Right. Yes. So as soon as we feel like we've cleared the encampment sufficiently, we're going mm-hmm. to bear westernly and then start to bear northernly. Okay. Uh, so yeah, bear you, northern because I'm a bear. <laughs> 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 Send in your bear jokes to me, my spouse and die at gmail.com. Bear puns welcome. <laughs> So, how far south do you go? You only have about an hour before you are no longer a bear and before right. you can no longer wild shape today. Right. Um, so, we probably really only go south maybe another 500 feet past the encampment. 
Okay. Um, before we start bearing west a couple hundred feet, and then we'll go north. Okay. Uh, so you begin to loop your way westernly in a wide arc until mm-hmm. you, you think you can head north. Through the yep. night air, you can continue to hear these yips and howls and laughs distantly behind you. As you know, you are outpacing them. As a bear, you can move much faster than them. But you also know that you cannot be a bear forever. And right. these, as as far as the monsters who surround you go, gnolls are perhaps one of the most monstrous. Mm-hmm. At least orcs and goblins and hobgoblins and kobolds, they at least have some semblance of, you know, civilization. They have some semblance of honor. Gnolls are just composed of a ravenous hunger that knows no bounds. And, you know, they they delight in, you know, killing and, and mutilation and eating the flesh of their enemies. Whereas, you know, orcs and goblins and such may... At least they're motivated by, you know, greed or, or honor or war or something like that. Gnolls mm-hmm. uh, like violence just for the sake of violence. And that's what makes them so such effective hunters. And so as Carhoon has, has warned you, it seems like there's a band of gnolls who have been dispatched to track you down. So you know they are hot on your trail. You've outpaced them for about an hour, but after this hour passes, you uh, begin to feel the magic fading from your limbs as you transform back into your Asimar self. Okay. You're, you're probably heading, you've made a wide loop, you're probably heading north at this point, and Carhoon uh, slips from your back as you begin to shape back into an Asimar. What do you do? Could we have been able to tell how many gnolls there are from roll, the... Yeah, roll a perception check. Okay. 18. 18. Yeah, that's pretty good. It sounds like about uh, a hunting party of six gnolls. Oh. All right. Are chasing you. Does Octavia really know anything about... About Knowles with having lived for 15 years kind of with this monstrous encampment? Uh, you probably know some. Roll me a... Let's see. Would it be a nature or a, like, history? I'll say roll a nature. I'm equally bad at both of them. (laughs) Okay. Well, then roll me either. Okay. Let's say roll a history check instead. That seems like a little fair. That is all of a four. Four, yeah, you don't know much. At okay. base, what sort of like everyone would know is is gnolls are sort of born from a, a demonic lineage. Ooh. Uh, so they have, again, where, where the other monstrous races at least have societies that have, you know, tenets of... of some semblance of civilization. Gnolls are just nomadic, roving monsters who want nothing more than to kill basically anything they come in contact with and uh, devour them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's basically all they want. They're evil incarnate. Okay. Uh, and they're also very animalistic, so they are excellent trackers, and that is why they have been sent to hunt you, because they will hunt you with a persistence, an inhuman persistence. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. 
Knolls ain't nothing to mess with. <laughs> no. Knolls you- are like, Knolls are some of my favorite, like, low level uh, mob mooks. Yeah. Like, you know how every level one D&D adventure is like, goblins. Mm-hmm. I like Knolls. I love Knolls. I used Knowles in our previous campaign. I love Knowles. I was just thinking about that. I was like, yep. oh, how was it that Zarasa like, handled handled those Knowles back then? Because I was just thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, I love Knowles. That takes are me great. back. All right. Well, I mean, if they're going to be now, I mean, we are ahead of them, right? So we could continue running. Yes, uh, you are ahead of them. But, you know, at this point, you you can keep about the same pace. But whereas you have to, to rest, it's sort of like when, you know, Aragorn and Gimli and, and Legolas are hunting the Urukai and they're just, like, ceaselessly marching. Yeah. Uh, it's, sort of, it's sort of that thing, but okay. reverse. Instead of them chasing the Urukai, the Urukai are chasing you. Oh, that's terrifying. Okay. Well, um. <laughs> Carhoon is with you. You've just wild shaped back into an Asimar. He says, We should continue pressing forward. These monsters will not cease in their pursuit. And I fear their numbers may overwhelm us. Uh, do you think that it would be wise to stand our ground and simply eliminate the threat prior to them being able to overwhelm us? Ah. Uh. If we could eliminate them, that would probably be the best, as they will continue pursuing us until one of us is dead. But I fear they have the advantage of numbers, and unless we can come up with some sort of advantage to level the playing field, I think our best bet is to run. I mean, I don't know what idea we would have to level the playing field. I can't wild shape again. <laughs> this is this is true. Um, I don't know what spells you have prepared. I think it's fun that way. Um, I know. But I mean, there's you're you're sort of in a hilly region. Maybe you can you can set some sort of an ambush. Maybe you can lay in wait. Maybe you can try to throw them off your trail or set a trap. The world is your oyster. Uh, the great thing about Dungeons and Dragons is you can do whatever you want. Well, you can attempt whatever you want to. Uh, so you can keep running. You can stand your ground here. You can try to think of something outside the box. It's up to you. Okay. So you said the terrain right now is hilly? Yeah. So, uh, the I mean, Lake Ansel is sort of in that hilly, uh, sort of lowland region after the, the mountains of Absalon's Tail. And since you're on the other side of the lake, um, maybe it's, it's a bit more plain-like. Okay. And a bit less hilly. <laughs> Not very treed, to say the least. There aren't too many trees, although I would, if you roll, if you would like to look for some trees, you you may. Yeah, let's look for some trees. All right. Uh, roll me a survival check. All righty. Fourteen. Fourteen. Hold on just one hot second. Hold my horses. Hold not, your bears. I'm not a horse anymore. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you... N- <laughs> Sorry, I think I'm hilarious sometimes. No, you're very funny. Uh, you know that if you were to keep going west, you would run into... It would begin to give way to the swamps and the bogs of Bone Splinter Bog. But between the mountains and that, it's generally pretty plain-like. 
with a roll of 14, you see there is a, a small copse of trees, not so much a forest as just, you know, maybe a few lone pine trees, uh, enough that would make for a good campsite or, or something such uh, ahead in the distance that you and Carhoon can get to. I tell Carhoon now seems as any good time to hold our ground because uh, if, if they will continue pursuing us, they will continue pursuing us regardless of whether we rest or whether we continue running. And I don't know about you, but that the exiting from the city uh, took a toll on me and I don't know if I would be able to continue this pace uh, for too much longer. If we must make our stand again, I say I'm I'm happy to fight alongside you, you touched by the gods. But I feel like we should have some sort of plan in place. Any advantage we can have. I think that we should make our way to that copse of trees up yonder, and she, you know, gestures towards it. And at least there, we should be able to hide ourselves away and potentially take um, them by surprise. That is as good a place as any. All right. We do it there. And he nods his head, and the two of you head towards the small uh, grove of trees. Uh, They're sort of... uh, Yeah, we'll we'll say they're generally coniferous trees. There's maybe a, a dozen of them in a small group... Um, there's enough room for you to walk underneath them, and and it would be a good site for a camp under normal circumstances. But you know, these knolls are maybe an hour or so behind you. Okay. Uh, and will be approaching soon. Do you make any preparations for their inevitable arrival? Do I know how to set any kind of, like, rope traps? Or anything along those lines? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you're you a druid, you're connected with nature, I'm sure, in the past 15 years or so, you guys have needed to provide for yourselves, so you you may know how to set snares or, or such to uh, catch some local wildlife. Uh, so what, what do you have in mind? I have some hemp and rope, and I would like to, you know, kind of use it as a traditional kind uh, sort of, you know, someone steps in the rope and then it tightens and hoists them up into the air. Okay. Or... No, that sounds good. Uh, kind of like that, or just something that, like, would tighten around their legs. And yeah. constrict them. That maybe is a bit more practical than the whole hoisted up into the air thing, since I only have fifty feet. I mean, you you could definitely do the sort of hoisty thing. Okay. So let's, uh, if you would like to construct that, yes. uh, I think this will be a survival check as well. Okay, I roll a. I'll yeah. say before you tell me what that roll is. Okay, <laughs> since Carhoon was. He was insistent on, you know, we need whatever advantage we can get. He will right. help you. Okay. Uh, so he will grant you aid, so you can roll this with advantage. Okay, that is not terrible. Oh, that is uh, much better. <laughs> that is 18. Okay, you you feel like you have a pretty solid trap, okay. um, trap in store. So you, you feel like it's very functional. Uh, now roll me if you would like to conceal it, so they're more likely to step yeah. in it. You can roll me, uh, let's say a sleight of hand. 
Uh, do I get advantage? Yeah, yeah. On this we'll as say well? Carhoon. Carhoon is helping you with all of this in the rushed okay. hour. So. Oh yes, that is a nineteen. Okay, yeah, you feel like you do a pretty good job of covering it with pine needles and and grass and whatnot, uh, dried grass, that it looks like, unless you were really looking for something, you wouldn't necessarily know it is a trap. So you feel like you've done a pretty good job of setting a solid trap and of concealing it. Okay. So what do you do now? You know, the knolls are, this is probably taken, I mean, this has taken some time, maybe about a half, half hour, 45 minutes. So you know the knolls are not too far behind you. Are there any final preparations you'd like to make before making your stand? I just, I was looking at the exact uh, description of speak with animals, because I was kind of curious uh-huh. exactly what all it would allow me to communicate to an animal. Uh-huh. Uh, nothing really that nothing really that would be very helpful right now. It's like I'd be able to persuade a beast to perform a small task for me. I don't really think I could like talk to a bear and be like, become my ally and fight with me. Yeah, you. I mean, there are no bears in the scuffs of trees. You might be able to find a squirrel or like a, a field mouse eyes. or maybe a, maybe a bunch of rabbits, but nothing that you feel would be extremely effective in a fight. Okay. Well, I was just wanting to double check that, and <laughs> I think that's kind of all that I can do prep-wise. Okay, so what do you, and so you've set this trap, you feel like yes. you've hidden it pretty well. Uh, you know that these gnolls are going to show up relatively quickly. What do you and Carhoon do? Do you just stand out in the open? Do you try to hide? Do you climb a tree? What do you do? We both try to hide. Okay. And How so? Just like behind a tree? Basically Do you like dig a, a, a shallow pit and cover yourself in pine needles? I like the shallow pit and pine needles. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll do kind of a combo. So we'll kind of hunker down behind a ridge, um, covering ourselves, you know, with pine needles and kind of doing the predator thing with, like, covering mm-hmm. our faces with mud. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to ready an action. Okay. That as soon as I see the gnolls coming in by the trap, and mm-hmm. the trap has been sprung, I am going to cast a spell. Okay. Well... As you guys uh, cover yourselves in mud and and sort of hunker yourselves down and cover yourself in dried grass and pine needles and dirt, uh, trying to to disguise yourselves from these gnolls, you hear the howls and the yips and the barks and the laughs growing in intensity and volume. And as you look Across the plains to your south, you see a warband of about six gnolls heading towards you with all haste. And we will find out what happens on the next episode. Oh my gosh! Okay. Alrighty, friends. If you've liked what you've heard, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. The best way for us to grow and to reach more people like you is for you to share us with your friends. So please tell your RPG group about us or any of your lady friends that you think might be interested. 
If you want to get in touch with us, shoot us an email at me, my spouse, and die at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from y'all, and we always try to respond to each message we get. Oh, and we want to thank Sirenscape for the amazing atmosphere and music. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com. That's S Y R I N scape.com. Catch y'all next week. <laughs>